It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come before you again this evening. Father, this is a important time. You're making it known that you're going to shake the heavens and the earth. You're making it known that the war is coming. You're making it known that we better turn now before these things come or you will be not receiving us. We will not find you when we need you if we will not turn in these coming days. Lord, you said in Malachi 3 that you never change your ways. And Lord, we know that in history, it has been proven time and time again. And in Jeremiah 16, you warn us, Lord, that these times are going to be like it was in the times of the, of the exodus of Egypt. You refer to it. And you say that it will be so much greater than then that we will no longer talk about that. But you're also, in so saying, you're doing a type of comparison to it. So we know that that is true. Lord, you've allowed me to err in my ways, but in doing so, Lord, you allowed me to be exposed to the people at the very highest, or the very height of this world system, Lord, some of the most evil ones. And Lord, I was able in that to know and understand, dear Lord, the connection between the Israeli Mossad and the Knights of Templar and the fact that the, the, the son of the head of the Knights of Templar and the, actually the two sons of the head of the Knights of Templar, the top two sons, he had several. But they confirmed to me that they always use the Mossad to do their evil works. And the Mossad, the, the Knights of Templar are the ones that's training the terrorists. They train the people who train the terrorists. And they do that here in America. And Lord, they are working closely with the Bush family and others, dear Lord, and they report to the Crown Trust as well, dear Lord. And dear God, they're, they're working to bring about the international one world order. And dear Lord, they believe that they don't need you to come and intervene at this time because they can handle it. They said that to me to my face. And Lord, I held in my hands from the son of the Knights of Templar the paperwork Dear Lord, from the Pope that was given to the lady in charge who reports to Dr. That, I mean, she reports to um, Jacob Rothschild and sits next to him in the budget meetings and so on. And dear Lord, she's in charge and able to start wars. She's in charge of these va- companies making these horrible vaccines. Her job is to destroy so many people every year. They have to reduce the population and bring about the wars that are going to accomplish what you warned us of and Matthew 24, 21 to 22, and Mark 13, 19 to 20. But people don't want to believe it. And Lord, they, they made a mess out of my name. Lord, they basically oh, they called me and told me that they will kill me if I bring forth the truth and was not able to testify for myself. Dear Lord, I was warned by several people on this, but they threatened my life in this. And they told me I would not live to, to see 
even the uh, trial like that. So, Lord, it, it, the discredit is there. But that's okay, Lord. I made mistakes myself. But the fact is, Lord, they, they do this to anybody that comes against them. They, they, go, they block all truth from being known is what I'm saying. But, Lord, I'm testifying that, dear God, they, they are in charge of bringing about and they've made it known, dear God, that they're going to destroy the economy of America. They're going to bankrupt the nation. They're going to take away its sovereignty. And they're going to kill most of the Americans. And, Lord, the message was they have to do this because they got to get rid of the American people that have any claim to the illegal money. In other words, the Crown Trust unlawfully issued thousands of trillions of dollars to foreign entities tax-free. And they've hidden it because they control all the accounting of the banks and so forth. And they've put this money in there and they've created this. They're the ones, dear Lord, that built the the technology in China and the technology in Russia and all these leaders, as you say, Lord, in Zechariah 14, are all united together. And Israel, dear God, the Mossad, dear Lord, if they're working continuously with the Knights of Templar. And Lord, the Knights of Templar knew a month before the 9-11, dear God, because they moved their offices out of WTC7 towards um, I mean, Warren Buffett took leaders of those to a military course. It was well organized. It's been well testified by many, and people won't believe it. And, Lord, I sat in meetings where they told me I mean, it was arranged by President Bush, dear Lord, this meeting I was taken to. And in that meeting, they admitted that the president was going to lie to the nation about DHS that was already running and functioning and budgeted and financed and controlled by the Crown Trust and reports to the Crown Trust, and they were going to announce it to the people in June, and this was January, and dear Lord, that they were going to cause it to come forth, and dear Lord, they were going to put it out there for public TV debate, which was a false lie. It was already existing. It was already being run by Tom Ridge, and it wasn't until December that President Bush put in the name of Tom Ridge and act like they vote on these things. None of these things are true. Senate and Congress are completely a lie. They work for the Crown Trust. There are some deceived ones that work in there. But they all do what they want because they love the money coming in. And dear Lord, I've sat in other meetings in London where I met people that arrange money to go into numbered accounts for senators and congressmen. They told me $3 million a senator and a $1 million a congressman a year. Pretty good pay. And that was 1994. Dear Lord, I pray that people begin to understand, dear Lord, these things are, it, it's, a, it's a game. I've told them it's admiralty law, what it is, and the divine law, not, not our divine law. They're, they're rotten to the core, unlawful divine law, and that they use that through the Vatican, which the Vatican works for the Crown Trust and is a front for the Crown Trust. They use it to keep themselves distanced from the evil things. They want people to believe the Vatican and the Pope are running it, the Pope. Is like on puppet strings working for the Crown Trust. Dear Lord, I pray that people wake up to this. And the reason I'm bringing this up at this point is it's very clear, dear Lord, a war is coming. And today, dear Lord, Israeli news put out the video, dear God, about and showed the tanks, American tanks and so forth, dear Lord, that are going to arrive. They, they brought them into Germany as a deceit. And I say Trump is, uh, and he knows about all this. This is all being organized, but this wasn't just Trump. This was the Crown Trust organized for years 
And Obama was part of this. He was terrible. And he was put in and chimed in. I've met with and had meetings with the man who organized his, his background, Dr. Al-Mansur, Khalid Al-Mansur, trained him. He brings up many of the leaders and dictators and tyrants of South America for the UN, but working for the Crown Trust, and his handler was Warren Buffett. Dear Lord, I pray that they'd understand. It was even on, you can look it up on YouTube, that it was testified that Al-Mansur arranged Obama's fake education at Harvard. I say fake because it's obvious that he was put in there to do his thing, and people have testified he was never at Columbia University, but it was being instead he was being trained and brought up by the servants of the Crown Trust to become president. It was all orchestrated beforehand. They told me one time in the 2000 or in 1990s, they told me who would be president next after Clinton, and it was Bush. And they said that they, do the, you know, and I I've told you that. I was testified to that the Knights of Templar was there at the, and their, uh, the head of the Knights of Templar was there at the Dade County voting place where the hanging chads were mysteriously found. Isn't that interesting? These are all orchestrated, and they met with, before that happened, they met with Jeb Bush and organized that. Lord, these people, are, it's just all crooked and so forth, dear Lord, and we see these things, and today, dear Lord, when they show that they sent all that huge amount of American military um, it was uh, beige colored camouflage that they sent to Germany and then they sent it over to Poland and everybody thought well they're sending it to surround Russia because they come up with this story that Russia and America was going at it with each other and they're moving missile systems but what was really happening was all those weapons that went over to Poland were suddenly were taking and put on trains and they sent them down through Romania to a port, loaded them on ships, and tomorrow they're arriving in Beirut, Lebanon, which is a highway away from Damascus. And Lord, you told in the scriptures that Damascus would be a ruinous heap. And dear Lord, it's very clear that this stuff is going to happen. But Lord, I'm telling you, I mean, you know, Lord, I'm not telling you, but you allowed me to understand, dear Lord, and be in meetings to understand this, that they, they had a meeting. And Russia and China and the United States are the three that's talked about in Daniel 7. Dear Lord, the three leaders underneath that king of the north, the one that's running the beast kingdom, the queen is the one in charge of the world, and it's her right arm is the Rothschilds, who are, and their history is that they were the ones that bought and sold soldiers for kings. They always organized the wars, they even bragged about it. And the family, it's in history that they said, their Lord, that they always start all the wars. And Hitler was brought up by them. And the queen and them all approved. They sacrificed their own countries to bring about the European Union, which is to bring about the collapse of the individual governments. And now, their Lord, they're trying to bring about the collapse of all governments and bringing them into their final stage of victory. But dear Lord, they want to kill 99% of the people on earth. Even more than that, they only want to leave, I've heard, from 6 million to 30 million people left alive. And Lord, one of the biggest reasons they want to do that is they've got to get rid of all the testimony, all the history of the crimes that they've committed. They don't want anything in the future to be able to come back and bite them. Even the generations to come, they don't want to come back and bite them. As they look, 
to Georgia Guidestones, it says they will never let the population grow above 500 million again. But it's got to start way low for that to ever come near. And that's what they're doing. They want to kill that many people. Disease and vaccines. And Lord, today they're even talking about vaccines, making it so that you'll be lose your job if you don't take the vaccines. These vaccines have fetus cells and green monkey cells and every other kind of terrible toxin in it. And dear Lord, I pray that people begin to understand this is that time that they must come out. My message to this is, and purpose of this is making it known that this is all testified to. 9-11 has clearly been testified to and people don't want to believe it. They'd have to say that their government was wrong and you can't find religious leaders that would back it because they're going and disobeying you, Lord. You told them from the time that your words were open, which is when the light shone on the earth because the entrance of your words gives light. As it says in Revelation 18, 1-4, they were to come out from following these leaders. But Lord, since 2003, they have multiplied magnitudes while the cooperation and the efforts they have to go and meet with these leaders in Washington, raising money and making themselves millionaires through it, receiving the monies from the Vatican's book publishing companies of grants to write books so they can live like, like kings. And Lord, they are not teaching the people the knowledge of your words. And now we've come, dear Lord, to a very important timing. Dear Lord, on April 6th is the day, dear Lord, that back in history, is it'd be the first day of the week of Passover by your calendar clock. It's in the Bible, not by the ones they keep on this fixed week calendars. And dear Lord, it's a, the, based on the new moon being when we see the first light of the moon is the first is the new moon because it's the light entering the world that it signifies not the blackness lord i pray to begin to understand this lord dear lord it's the way of the first spirit when the light shones that's a time to come out of the world that's what it's what's the meaning of the new moon come out come out from the world before it's all darkness and dear lord it continues to grow for half the month and then if it's not received it goes down and, Lord, we're at this time now. We've come to the morning of the day of the Lord for over 14 years on April 5th. It'll be completion of 14 years. And on April 6th is when you came in back on the first day of the week of Passover, which would have been, been the ninth of Nisan. You came in, dear Lord, to the city, riding on the donkey as you said you would as king of kings. And, Lord, at that time also, you threw out the money changers and the dove sellers and all those people. The people selling the spirit. The dove is symbolic of the spirit. And Lord, it's this day, it's your words that that have the spirit within them. John 3.34. And you've called the people to get your words of wisdom and they haven't done it. And Lord, I pray they'll begin to understand this. Because Lord, what it's really saying here is you're telling us, dear God, you're about to shake the heavens. A friend Daniel said that on, in the book of Enoch, it talks about on the 14th day, 14th day of the seventh month, which would be Nisan by the old Enoch calendar, that you will shake the heavens that day. And Lord, and it shake the heavens and the earth. And when you do that, dear God, you're stirring up the spirit. You're stirring up your words and you're going to cause people to be judged. Dear Lord, you've already done the judgment of all of us. But, dear Lord, when you start closing the book on the people, that's what I mean by judged. You've already written in the books. You've been, you've been writing in that books, dear Lord, since 2003. But, dear Lord, in the beginning, the seven years, you said there'd be light. 
But Lord, you made it known in June 2009 that you were judging people. And dear Lord, you made it known that you were taking the light out of people, which is the words of God, and locking it in a cage and throwing it in the bottom of the sea as a warning to them. And you gave that prophetic vision to them. Lord, you gave many very strong prophetic words back in 2009. In 2006, we called out and we were calling out the words from, from 2003 onward. Dear Lord, your spirit in 2004, writing about the words and showing the way of the creation and so forth. What you said, dear Lord, when they saw that in Romans 1, 18 to 25, when you start to know about your words and the creation, that there's no excuse anymore for not turning. Romans 1, 18 to 25, with the knowledge in 2004 of the words, I started sending out the drawings of the creation to the people, letting them understand it. By that time, it had been known that was within one year. Dear Lord, I started doing that. Other when you open the words, and dear Lord, in that summertime of that next summer, it was almost in the second year, dear God, that the words were being made known to people. The beginning of the words were being made known. I sent thousands. Well, I sent at that time tens and hundreds of letters out to pastors all over the world. And dear Lord, then in 2005, I sent it to literally thousands of people. Thousands of ministers, ministers all over. I made the word go out to them. That's the third year, which meant understanding. And then, dear Lord, in the fourth year, I sent out many more instructions of what you were doing. I told them at that time, dear God, that, that started writing about your, your sealed judgments and making it known. Dear Lord, we have the fourth spirit, the fourth year is the spirit of counsel which was you guiding me, Lord. You were making all that known, and it showed that the four forces of collapse, apocalypse is the wrong interpretation of the first four seals. It's a, and that kind of interpretation that they had, dear Lord, is an interpretation of lacking knowledge. Dear Lord, it's come a long way since then. Fourteen years will be completed on April 5th. And dear Lord, here we are tomorrow, dear God, in Beirut. They're going to land these weapons. And dear Lord, Israel's moving weapons up to the north. Dear Lord, people say that they're preparing to attack Syria. Lord, a lot of people say they're going to attack Iran. Now it, you know, it's all going to come into battlefront. But Lord, it doesn't matter. All these leaders signed the law of the sea treaty approving the ownership of all the seas belong to the queen. Which means that none of these leaders are telling their people the truth. And all of these leaders, Netanyahu and all of them combined, are lying out their teeth to the people and you're going to punish them for it if they do not repent. Lord, I pray they will repent. And Lord, I don't care about these, dear Lord, that threatened my life and have poisoned me and other things, dear Lord. Father, I pray that you will touch them and cause them to turn because, Lord, if they would come out and tell the truth, you'd protect them, but they would save billions of people's lives. If they do not do it, dear Lord, you've promised them and they should understand the scriptures and surely they're wise enough to read. Dear Lord, that they are going to receive of the plagues and they're going to be destroyed because this fifth beast kingdom is in its last months. This is the ending of it, dear God. You're going to destroy it. And the people in it are going to be punished. You're going to allow them to come forth to make their war. But as they said in Ezekiel 38, you show them that you're going to cause a spirit to go between them. Dear Lord, it's going to shake them up. And beginning, I believe, on, on Passover, dear God, you're going to cause them in their spirit to begin to jealous of each other. And that jealousy is going to burn. And it's going to grow. 
until when they come out there, Lord, and they see things aren't going the way they want to because they cannot kill all the people because you're going to protect those who come out at this time. You told them, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of the widowhood anymore. Lord, you're telling the people. In other words, dear Lord, you, you have a bride. Dear Lord, it's like the world system when you tell it, when the queen says, I will not be a widow. Lord, she's denying this because she's saying, dear God, and she's quoting in opposite to uh, Isaiah 54, 4. Dear Lord, she's thinking that she's the one protected. She's the one that will not be killed and so forth. And her king runs the one world order that, that controls all the gold and silver treasuries, which is only the Rothschilds. The only ones living can be that. And this is not the time of the Antichrist. Spirit of the Antichrist. Not the time of the Antichrist. This is the time of the destruction of fifth beast kingdom. And it's the time of the reign of the Lord. He reigns from April 6th onward. He's absolutely king by God's demand and decree, whether we believe it or not. He was that from the beginning of the day of the Lord when he when he took the scroll and from the Father with authority. But there's a point in time that he becomes king, and that's the morning. And the morning starts April 6th. It may have started with the first day of spring. But we know it's now. And dear Lord, you've told us you're going to shake the heavens and the earth. And that happens in the morning. The people lost the right to come out in the night. So now you're shaking the heavens and that. That means the spirit is going to move. And Lord, we pray that the people have an open heart. That they'll realize, dear Lord, they're going to be judged by your words that they do not know. They believe that they're filled with the Holy Ghost. But dear Lord, they do not know that it's your words that the Holy Spirit is, is residing in. Dear Lord, it's that spirit that they want because those are the words of your thoughts that are higher than ours. Your words that are higher than ours, your ways that are higher than ours are framed in those words. Dear Lord, you said that when you send out your word, it'll never come back to your void. And dear Lord, you told us if we would come out at this time, dear Lord, you said that you would send us new wine and so forth. Dear Lord, you tell us very clearly in Joel that if we will do what it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20, well, actually 2, 12 to 17, then in verse 18 it says, Then the Lord, if we, if we do that, he'll respond. He says, Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army, which is the world army, and will drive him away into a barren and desolate land where his face toward the eastern sea, which is and his back towards the western sea. His stench will come up, and his foul odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. And I've told you what they've done. They spent thousands of trillions of dollars 
unknown to the taxpayers, unknown to the citizens of America. They've spent this money creating these weapons, diseases, tunnels, every kind of deception you can imagine, dumbed down the people, created diseases and so forth intentionally to weaken the people at this time. But we need to understand something. And that is that God's word is strength. His word gives power. His power, the power of the king is found in his words. And he is our king at this point from April 6th. Nothing can stop him. Nothing's going to keep him from doing it. And those who become like a son of God are those who take his words and keep them. John 10, 34 and 38. And if they do that, nothing of the world can stop them. And he says, I will give them new wine. I will give them oil. The wine meaning you will begin to understand the plan of God. And the oil is knowledge. Right now, the people think they're filled with knowledge and they're not. They can't discern the words of God. They can't discern the times. And they do not understand the Lord is reigning. But he's wanting them to know it. If they would turn to him, he'll pour out his spirit upon them and cause them to know his words, which was what it took the disciples to understand the scriptures. Read Proverbs 1, 23 and read um, uh, John or Luke 24, 44 to 45. What I'm saying is there won't be any shortage because God will give us new grain. You know, it's interesting when the, the last hundred years or so, when they've opened up um, burial vaults, they found in there some grain. Some of these vaults were, they think, many thousands of years old, several thousand years old. Some were 4,000 years old. Now, the interesting thing about that is that these vaults, burial vaults, had this grain that was there that they was sealed in these vaults. And when they planted the seed and they had um, wheat and um, cotton, I understand, they grew. The seed was kept. And I just mentioned that because God planted everything that we'll ever need in the earth. And his heavens is going to shake. When he says, I'm going to shake the heavens and shake the earth, what he's saying also to us, because his word can never go void, is that he's prepared everything we need for this time. I've had many visions and dreams that people have told me about and what the Lord had given me myself. And I'd always God had prepared everything, including even classrooms, where the people are going to learn the truth and hear of the words at this time. He's going to open up coliseums so that they can hear the word because he's going to make a revival come. But that revival better come now. And it better come before Pentecost. Because at Pentecost, the Lord caused his word to be heard by the people and they rejected it. Remember, they rejected it. He wanted to write the words on their hearts, and instead they rejected it and says, give it to a man. He says, okay. But see, this is the law of God for knowledge, Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, and I hopefully we have learned this by now. And he says in there that he gives them line by line, precept upon precept, so they can stumble and fall. And when we fall, we're falling from evil. We don't fall from good. Are falling because of error and evil in our own decisions. And that's what he did. He gave them the Ten Commandments, and we failed. 
If we would allow him to write his words on our hearts, we would have it. There wouldn't be anybody that could question it. And he tells us in this day that he's going to speak to each one. And as we grow and get refined, it'll be in the millennium like that he will answer our questions before we've even voiced them because they've entered our heart and our mind. Because if our heart is of his words and it's sealed in our heart, you don't need to wait to the mind because what we desire will be done for us, John 15, 7. And the seed that he put into the earth that grows would never die. God prepared it so it would come forth at this time. He says where thorns were, he's going to create good fruit to come forth, grain to come forth. Because it was there, and it doesn't matter what it looks like on the surface. What I'm telling you is the world cannot stop. It doesn't matter how polluted the earth is, how polluted anything is, we can bring forth his garden to provide it for the people if the people will turn and zealously seek him and do what it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20. And that is the formula necessary for this food to come forth. He says he'll give you new grain. Because the grain that we have is ruined. It doesn't have, it's so full of toxins and pesticides and every other kind of thing. But God will pop up the new because he's going to shake the heavens and the earth. And what he put into the earth before the heavens is going to bring forth. Because the heavens rule over the frequencies that the stars and so forth send out, bring what we need in our time. And the stars are going to grow up like a scroll. That's why he says, for those who have the words, their answers are going to be given to them. Because their star has got permission because if we do this, he will give us new grain. In other words, he'll give us authority over new grain. He'll give us authority over new wine. That's the fruit that we need for the kingdom to learn and do the way of the kingdom, bring forth the kingdom of God, complete all the tasks that we have to get done in the very short time that we have left before he takes us up. We don't have much time, and we need time. We need time to be refined. First, we need time to be purified, then made white. In other words, gain knowledge, get new oil, and then get the refinement from the new wine, which is the way of the seven spirits that given to the regeneration of the kingdom. Wine is symbolic of that. I pray that this message catches home. It doesn't much of a message, but I'm telling you that we have a time frame right now. The Lord on the first day of the week, what did he do? He came in and cast out the money changers. I would not be surprised on April 6th. There's a whole lot of ministers around the world that have a different spirit in them. A spirit of doubt. A spirit of questioning themselves. Or a spirit of total arrogance. Because they're going to get worse when the Lord takes a restrainer out of their hearts. They're going to get cocky. They're going to get really corrupt. They're going to want to hurt people. Put people in prison that won't agree with them, all those kind of things. You're going to see a nastiness arise that you've never seen before. But in some of them, they're going to have questions in their heart. Are these people really who they say they are? Are they of God? Do they have the heart of love? They don't love God if they don't hear his words, John 14, 23 to 24. So if they come against these words, you should know that they don't love God. If the you know, people holding Bible studies and prayer calls and every other thing, if they don't receive the words of God, the knowledge of the words of God, they don't love God. They love themselves. They idolize themselves. They, they're idolaters. And if they love to see themselves write things and put it out there, that's engraven image. 
God says he's going to get rid of that. He's going to burn. He's, remember, he's coming with fire and a sword. The sword is the spirit, and the fire is the wrath of God. The wrath is always done in the way of his words. His wrath is by judgment by the words, John 12, 48. So if they, like he said in Deuteronomy 18, 19, if they rejected his word and scoffed it and mocked it and come against it, he said that they're going to be held in account. In Zechariah 14, 12, all those that come against his people at this time, his people bringing forth the foundation of peace, which is Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem is built on a foundation of peace, which comes by his words. If they are against that, then he's going to give them that plagues of Zechariah 14, 12. And they should hear that. Preachers, you should hear that. You should be scared at this point. Because this is the time of judgment. This is a time where if you rejected the words of God, because he said when the words are open, the people are held accountable for the willful sin. That's willful sin, reject the knowledge of truth, as he says in John 17, 17, and in um, Deuteronomy 18, 19. Because the Father caused the words to be open. That's what Jesus said. Only the Father knew the day the words would be open. And he did it back in 2003. Now we're waiting on the, the Father's other time, which is Matthew 24 and 13. That's the one that says that when is the separation judgment? Because that's what's coming. Only the Father knows when he's going to shut that book. He's already written in it for 14 years. And last year he sealed it before the winter came. In other words, he put writing. Now the people are going to have their will. They've already been judged. But if they don't ask for forgiveness and the rest of it, he won't forget their judgments. Yeah, they add on to it. And I'm sure the angels are keeping the books. But he's made his decision on the people. And what he's waiting for is the people to turn and repent and come out. Because he told us a very deep secret in Luke 21, 34 to 36, that we'd all be caught in a snare. And if we think we were saved last year and, and do not think that we're held accountable for all of our sins right now, for not walking like him, humbly, quietly before the Lord, loving others, doing good for others, and not trying to you know, teach them milk knowledge when we're supposed to be teaching them the knowledge of his power in this day when we need it. Hmm, interesting. But in the meantime, war is about to happen, and you can see the proof of it everywhere. I've told you, I heard it in meetings firsthand. And now you can see, your Lord, and I mean, people, that it's coming. The weapon systems are all being moved around. They, you know, the thing about it is people don't understand. There's already regiments of Russian and Chinese troops in America. They even have some bases that the Chinese are running and the Russians are running. And they have people that are all over the place. They have underground tunnels and so forth where the weapons are. And people talk about them being there waiting to come forth. So if they have this thing where we attack Damascus and Russia responds, it's all orchestrated. Russia and America are united in all this. They're united against their own people. The leaders are against the people. And when the people understand that the leaders are against the people, they will chase these leaders. If they understand the truth that the leaders have been lying to him on television debates and everything else, people like John McCain and Joe Lieberman and, you know, all these guys, the Rockefellers and all of these people, deceit after deceit after deceit. And in the meantime, they've allowed the Crown Trust to issue thousands of trillions of dollars into these companies and foreign merchants to build these things necessary to start this war, far beyond what the people understand. And in this, they've cheated the stock markets and they've traded in our own souls. They even have a stock market trading in our souls unlawfully and they don't tell you that. 
They don't even tell you how the states are financed, truthfully. They don't tell you that they don't count you as a living person. They don't tell you that you don't have any rights, according to them. But they aren't ruling right now because God took a right away their right to dominion. And they need to hear it, and they need to have a hearing in Washington because their dominion authority is removed. And if they have a meeting, God will show up, and he'll express himself. Because this is his time, his kingdom. And if they say that they have the right of dominion, let God answer that. I think he will. Okay. Lord, this is a very special time, and I pray, Lord, that people will understand. I've been pleading with them tonight to hear the truth, to begin to understand that we have been lied to, deceived, and everything that you've said in scriptures is being fulfilled. And, Lord, I pray that their hands will turn. Lord, you never change your ways, so this Passover is a very important time. Beginning with this full week, when you entered the city, you did things. On the second day, you cursed the fig tree. And, dear Lord, you started making known your times. So, Lord, I believe that next week, as you start, dear Lord, this Passover week, with beginning on the 6th, I believe, like on the 7th and 8th, you're going to be teaching people, speaking to them to wake up to the times and let them understand What's true? And Lord, you came back on that first day of the second week, on the 16th, dear Lord of Nisan, 10 days after the 6th. Dear Lord, you came back on that day and you breathed on your disciples and began to let them understand and you told them to receive the Spirit. And dear Lord, that means you're allowing the people to stand and receive the Spirit beginning then. And, Lord, you told them in John 14, 15 to 17 that the Spirit can't enter those of the world and that we have to be set apart and walk humbly before you like it says in Micah 6, 8, with no arrogance and no pride. And, dear Lord, being obedient to you. And, dear Lord, we'll have a time then, dear God, if we will do this. We'll have a time until Pentecost, dear Lord. It's why you said the seven weeks, dear Lord. Each week we should be learning the way of the Spirit for that week. And, Lord, I pray that they will understand that because, dear Lord, it's very important. We must learn the ways of the seven spirits, and the fullness of it is seven days to learn it. And, dear Lord, I pray that they will see that's why that's set up like that. Dear Lord, in the, on that, in the, in the Pentecost, you uh, gave them your word that day. And, Lord, they rejected receiving it in their hearts. And Lord, let us not be that foolish. Lord, the only way to sustain the kingdom, the only way for the kingdom to come, it's for us to receive your words in a circumcised heart that you cut away the darkness. Lord, allow us to accept that. Allow us to learn that over these next basically eight weeks right now. Dear Lord, that's all we really have is just a little over eight weeks. And when Pentecost comes, I mean, when the, when, the, when the Passover comes, dear Lord, we'll have seven weeks. Dear Lord, I pray that people would understand this, dear Lord. Dear Lord, there's reasons for all this to come. We ask it in thy precious name, because if we do not, we're going to come into the time of the summer harvest when the war will be. Lord, I believe that's the time this war is going to be, because it's, you said, dear Lord, don't let the summer come upon us. And dear Lord, you told us it will be harvested. And dear Lord, I pray that the people will go forth. This is the time, dear Lord, that the fishermen at least must be set apart in this time frame so they can go forth. Dear Lord, and bring in those of the world that you will allow to come in. Father, we pray these things in thy precious name, in Jesus' name. And please help us to understand your times. We ask this in thy holy name. Amen. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.